This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. Maybe you get in an accident chasing down a homicidal liquid metal machine from the future, or a time-traveling car sends you skidding into a truck full of manure. Perhaps a homicidal child cracks your skull open with a paint can this holiday season. Mo understands that every case is unique. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. Welcome to Masters of the Cinematic Universe, doing the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But this is not a Masters Class episode. This is a full fucking force episode. I hit my desk so hard that it aired. You did. <laughs> now hold on. Why did why did this get the honor of being a full fledged Marvel episode? Well, I mean, aside from uh, team up movies, which we did Infinity War and we did Endgame. Mm-hmm. In the top five of all Marvel movies, I don't. I, let me see if you guys agree with me here. No, in no particular order, but this is the top five Marvel movies. In game, one. Yeah, yeah. I yes. mean, Infinity War. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a you know, it's like a two pronged deal. Guardians three. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that yet. I do. I agree. Huh. Because we're only doing five. There's only two slots left. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Hold on. I'll I'll come back to that. You can one. come back to that one. Ragnarok. Okay. Okay. No. No. Well, not no, in the top no. five. Wow. I want to hear where that no. edge that out. And um and Shang Chi. <laughs> no. See, if I only had two slots left after those first three, it's Civil War and Winter Soldier. I, I right. okay. I can accept that as a as a acceptable right. answer. Because but the like other that. two, the you other, like the you then, like the serious more than the funny, so I can accept but, that. But your your other two are probably right behind those two, like six and six A. You know I, what I mean? I can, like, that's that, to me, that's an acceptable answer, though. Like I, okay. I can I can get with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about whether I like Guardians three better than Guardians one. I think I, I might. I think I, I do. do. I watched it again. I did too. I watched it again. I, yeah, you got it in the drive. <laughs> yeah. And, allegedly, um, allegedly, yeah, that movie is just so damn good. It's oh, so good. it really is. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I really like Guardians too. Also, but like, I mean, you know, um, it doesn't have John Wayne, Kurt Russell, Macho Man, Randy Savage. Exactly. <laughs> Guardians two, the end of Guardians two, maybe cry harder than anything in Guardians three, though. Well, yeah, because they use that played out song. Yeah, yeah, hold on now. You may say played out, but that song knows exactly what it's doing, man. Oh, exactly. No, no, no. I don't. I have yeah, no problem with it being yo played mama. out. mama. <laughs> yeah, there you go. What? what is it? Nineteen ninety-two. What was that? <laughs> that song is a beautiful song, and you know. Yeah, it, and you're saying it's not because it probably made you cry too. And it was used perfectly in that movie. That that's what got me. It wasn't just the song. It was the song in the context of that part of the story. That's what got me. Because mm-hmm. like with Guardians three, I, I predictable is not a word I would ever use for a James Gunn movie, but we knew it was coming. We knew what was going to happen to his friends. Yeah. So like I knew going in it was going to happen. So I I wasn't as like emotionally affected by it. Um, at and Peter at the end. That got me, but still not as much as Yondu. No. The Yond yeah, the Yondu thing got me. I mean those fucking animals, dude. Like I, I think it was I think you're right, it was predictable. But yeah. The the beautiful job they did of humanizing those those creatures with fucking oh, yeah. you know, my name's Teef because of my teeth. Like yeah. fucking Yes. And I, I like exactly. to lay on the floor, so my oh, name will be Floor. <sighs> Fuck, man. No, no, no. It, don't get me wrong. I tears were flowing down my cheeks, and and more so, even though again predictable because Deadpool two did it. Um, when when Rocket passed and he met them, yeah, and you knew what I knew what was going to happen. 
that got me more than their actual deaths. Yeah. And you know, yeah, and yeah. Then, well, what got me is I pushed the button. That's not the button, that's the keyhole. Oh wait, this? What do I do now? Open the fucking door. Fucking door. <laughs> I know. I know. That was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. The whole, the, the whole theater cheered when that happened. They laughed best. and cheered. Everybody was Great. fucking losing their shit. It's it was a stupid so good. design. This is stupid. <laughs> the funny thing is, the funny thing is, Groot got right in. Yeah. 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 Like he, he just no opened issues. the back door and got right in. <laughs> it was great. Uh, well, know? he's treasus. So. Jesus Christ! Like oh, can you make a? Sh uh, art? I have an idea for some art here. Okay. It's Groot right. as Jesus Christ. Jesus uh, on the crucifix. Cool, yes, yes. Can you do that? I like that. One. Is he on a wooden crucifix? Is that weird? <laughs> no, the crucifix be can metal. be part of him. It can be coming out of him, like the twigs coming out of his back. I see. Okay. Will well, you do that one for real? Like that's like a. I think that's a fucking money maker right there. Uh, you know how much money you can make off that. You just seemed so fucking earnest in that moment. <laughs> like, like seriously, I'm doing this aside. for you. Like, yeah. I I'll consider. Do you know how many people will buy Jesus Christ? Jesus <laughs> Christ. I do love a good blasphemy, so you know, we'll see. Yeah, very true. We'll see. Very true. So what's uh what's new with you guys? Doug, what's new with you, man? What's new with me? I just get back from New Jersey. I, I got to see my soccer match, which was like yeah. the best fucking time ever. I uh <laughs> we were we were walking in the we were in the parking lot and we're walking towards the arena towards the stadium. I mean, and I look across the street and like the crowd the crowd is sort of all angling together, right? As we get closer to the stadium, and I look and there's about ten guys and a couple of girls from the opposing team, right? They're all wearing the jerseys and they're they're loud. You can tell they've been drinking and they they come up and we we sort of just like merged with them, you know? Yeah. But then this guy in the back, this like super tall dude, skinny, like like sort of train spotting skinny, you know, and and he looked like that was the reason. <laughs> if you get my meaning, get a meth you know? face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he sees me because I'm wearing my jersey behind me there. That one. Yeah, I know your kit. Yes, that's my kit, and he's like, "Oh, I might," and it was this fucking British dude. I love your team and we're, we're fucking hugging each other that's <laughs> awesome. walking arm in arm towards the stadium you know, I like that guy like that sounds like my type of dude it was like the solid best five minutes I had you know what I mean like it, yeah. it, was, it was just so great to bond with the guy from the, from the other team like and we're just praising each other's teams and the coaches and stuff and then oh wait so I he wasn't on your team no, he was he was a supporter of the of Newcastle. So like oh, he saw my that. jersey, and that's a, I was nervous because, like I said, him and all his friends were they were Newcastle fans, and like we're, we we come together in a pile, and it's just me and Eric and these ten rather yeah. drunk dudes. Doug, yeah, Doug if thought, Ted Lasso you know, told me anything, the old lady said, I was Get thinking the Green fuck Street, out of here. I, this is a Richmond right? bar. <laughs> I was thinking Green Street hooligans all the way. I I oh, was yeah. thinking I was getting my ass kicked as soon as you hear that first oi, yeah, like, oh, fuck. right. Oh, it was shit. like. It was like Euro Trip. It was like Vinny did he call Jones you a bellend? No, he did not call me a bellend. We had none of that. We were very respectful to each other, and we we parted as friends. He didn't call you a name. cut. No, I would have been proud. I know in English that's, that's an insult. That's, that's also okay there. If, I, if he called me a right cunt, that would have yeah. been great. But he didn't. Oh, you right but, cunt? Oh, you really smoke a fag? <laughs> yeah, but the match the match was amazing. My team lost, but it's a it was a friendly. It's preseason. They swapped every player out. It was like 200 degrees and 100% humidity. So, well, you're in Florida, they, you know? Yeah, exactly. So it was really hot, but it was the best experience ever. It was like such a great night. And then when we left the stadium, we got turned around. It ended up like in a, in the wrong parking lot. And then I had to put my scouting hat on and <laughs> or use my orienteering and my compass to find the fucking car. So, but then we just sat in the car for a half hour waiting for the, the, crowd to leave oh, just because the parking lot there yeah yes well yeah yes because all the it was great because <laughs> people were walking by us kids were playing soccer against the yeah, car and that's everything. the best so, time yeah, just please honey just take care of business yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's what it, that's yeah. what it's meant for exactly Ch -ch chipotle no nah, it was a cool night i got to hang out with my son john for a bit you know it was his birthday his 30th oh, birthday cool. so we got to do a little hanging he was prepping for a gigantic party he's having at his house with like 30 people 
on Saturday. Not gonna so. lie, I'm kind of jealous. That sounds really fucking fun. It was it was a great time, and and the best part was coming home on Saturday. So I it wasn't like Sunday night after a six hour drive, you know. Like we came home yesterday, relaxed last night. Today was a nice easy day. Now I can get back to work without being all freaked out. So it was a good one. Fuck yeah. So what about you, Eric? Uh, today I did so much yard work and it was like 150 fucking degrees outside that I'm pretty sure, like I, I took a lot of breaks and I tried to stay hydrated, but I think I ruined myself. Like (laughs) that was me yesterday. Yeah, dude, I came inside. I was like, something's broken in turn. Like something's wrong. Um, I'm still recovering. Uh, no, what's new with me? Uh, I told you guys we took the kids to see blink 182. No. And, uh, yes. That's a fucking awesome. Yeah, I saw a pic- you post a couple of pictures on posted some pictures. Yeah. yeah, so Oh, I just I haven't been on Facebook. It's uh it's That's part of smart, the uh, It's for old people. Yes, it is. Yeah, well, I'm getting there, buddy. <laughs> uh because I'm on Threads, man, and I just can't I'm not Is that actually a thing? Enough. I don't know. Here's the Very thing. Popular, I'm, I'm what so the tired fuck is of social that? media, man. I'm done with it. It's Facebook's version of Twitter. Yeah, it's just like another Twitter. It's and why is that not like a fucking Craigslist for selling used clothes? I mean, it, it might end up that way. The thing is, man, like with what I do, you have to be on social media, and yeah, you gotta whore yourself out. You do, and I'm just so burnt out on it, man. Like, I don't know, I don't know, but that's besides the point. We took the kids to see Blink One Eighty Two in uh, Sunrise, Florida, way down south. Damn, that's not Fort Lottie down for Lottie because it's like part of the summer concert series of, of me and my wife. Was it original lineup? Original? No, but it, cause Travis wasn't original, but it's Tom DeLonge. So it's, well, it's, you know what I meant? It's Travis there. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the, was it Mark, Tom and Travis show? Mark, Tom and Travis. It's the lineup you want to see. Mm-hmm. So, um, nobody wants to see fucking, I can't even remember his name. The drummer, <laughs> the drummer, drummer was amazing. The original Travis drummer? Barker? No, no. I'm saying oh, no one wants to fucking drum? see the original drummer. I want to see fucking Barker. You don't want to see every song the same blast beat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, into that. No, no. Um, yeah, it was a great show. Turnstile open. Turnstile was really, really uh, amazing. And uh, I took all three of my kids. It was their first concert. That's so cool. that's very two, cool. Yeah. Well, you know, it's all about intentions, right? Two of my kids slept through most of Blink One Eighty Two. What? <laughs> Hold on. What, what Blink One Eighty Two songs did they play, though? It was. I mean, it was all the hits, man. It was a lot of Enema of the State. It was a lot of that era moving okay. forward. So, take off not, your pants and jacket. Take off your pants and jacket. Only one song from Dude Ranch, and nothing earlier than that. Was so, it Carousel? No, it was it. Damn It. Yeah, damn it's it. got to be Damn It. Um, so yeah, two of my kids slept through most of it. And then my oldest kid, you know, she's like really coming into her own. She's she's developing taste in music and fashion and stuff. So she was really excited for the show, but these seats were $25 a piece. So not only were they like on the fucking moon, but they were basically behind the stage. So So all you could hear was tiny voices. (laughs) (laughs) Surprisingly still, you know, really good sound. Did you get to watch uh, Tom DeLonge do Ancient Aliens? <laughs> he opened that Aliens Exist song with I was right about aliens, fuck you, and then started playing it. Was George um, Tuchelos there? Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, she was She was really nervous because of how high we were. She's afraid of heights. Well, she got oh, high too? It's not easy. <laughs> well, the secondhand smoke, yes, 100%. Um but yeah, it was you know those big stadium shows like yeah. you're way up there and you feel like you're gonna fall over the edge. Where was it at? Uh, sunrise something, sub stadium. I don't know. I don't know. Was it the arena? There. Yeah. So where the Florida Panthers play, like the Meyer Cross yeah, yeah, yeah. Sawgrass Mills. That's it. My aunt, like my aunt and my cousin, live like three blocks from there. Oh shit. Uh-huh. So yeah, she um and and plus the pyro was another thing to contend with, right? Because I'm so proud of my wife, dude she she was a trooper she fucking hates fireworks like they make her super uncomfortable and she knew going into the show that it was gonna be a thing so we actually watched like the last like the previous show to see when they did it so she could like mentally prepare yeah yeah man it was there were a lot there's a lot going on but the uh the headline is it was great 
is wonderful. And uh, it's been awesome, man. This, this summer between that and the misfits and, um, and then we've got like four or five shows next month. It's just, it's nice. That's pretty dope. Yeah, man. That's it for me, Joe. Well, uh, let's see. What did I do? Mow my yard yesterday. That was a hot as fuck and not cool. Um, Hmm. I watched this uh, movie of today uh, about this movie that we're doing. It was pretty fun. Oh, I've been uh, watching the show Suits. Oh, God. I've oh, been watching okay. that fucking show too, man. Okay. So I've come to a hypothesis. Um, Wait, now, hold on. Before you give it, I want you to know that we are both now officially dumb old men. <laughs> okay. Because all this shit is, is soap opera like like abuela soap opera like oh my god yeah. you know is jessica gonna get the firm like dude have you watched the show doug no okay I so hate it's, it's really good like to start with um, is okay. it though it is but here's what i fucking come to realize the mm. main character of harvey specter the lawyer is just fucking alternate universe jeff winger that never got fucking sent back to community college yeah, I can see that. <laughs> no, like when that. you listen to him talk, he literally sounds like Joel McHale talking like as Jeff Winger. Like yeah. he is so Jeff Winger, it's ridiculous. And this show came out two years after Community. So I guarantee whoever fucking made the show watched Community and said, this is who I want you to pretend to be. I can see What's it. the character's name? Harvey Specter is like the is main he... lawyer in the oh, show. Oh, okay. So the show's about lawyers, like no, yeah, I know that. I know that much. Apparently, this one kid who cheated his way into becoming a lawyer who didn't actually get a degree, which is fucking the entire premise of Community. Oh, that guy, because I I I know the two actors. I just needed to know which one was that guy. Uh, Gabriel mocked or something like that. Yeah, even even from just seeing like clips from it and and commercials, I get what you're saying. When you hear him talk, like if you just close your eyes, you'll you'll think you're watching Community and it's Jeff Winger talking. Because yeah. he does the whole Jeff Winger fucking like uh, yep. spiel and delivery and cockiness, all that. Like, let me ask you this: How far along are you in suits? I'm on the ninth episode of season one. Oh, okay, so I'm advanced. Dude. I'm in like I'm in season four, I think. Oh wait, you said you didn't watch it yet. No, no I said, said he was I said it. I have been watching it, and oh. what I've realized is that it's just fucking General Hospital for. 30 something year olds but but you see what i mean by jeff winger right yeah i see i said you you're too drunk i've already agreed with you five times on the jeff winger thing <laughs> also but the lewis I, guy's kind of a dick yeah you see he's well he, you know it's a it's an arc man you you know you hate him you love him season it's, one i don't like him or those fucking the, big old chompers he has <laughs> he does he's got some big fucking chompers um yeah it's just like i want to sit down and watch my stories and I'm invested in this stupid fucking show about these attorneys. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I hate myself. I'm and not going to lie, I, though. Uh, <laughs> fucking uh, Princess of fucking England. Uh, what's her face? Uh, Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle. Good. Yeah, she looks pretty yeah. good in that show. Oh, right. That's the show she's from. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's, yep. it's a good show, Doug. I, I enjoy it. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'll add it to the, to the rotation. I'm it kind of reminds me of like uh, NCIS no. or Hawaii Five-0, but lawyers. Okay. Yeah, it's like something you would watch on TNT. Don't watch it. Don't do it. No, watch Don't get it, sucked in. No, nope. right, I, I, Eric, I was just being nice to joke because I'm I have no attention watching. It's, it's, I mean, just telling you, it's good. Yeah. Right, it's not my bag. I mean, it's not like it's good not like thing. some of these other shows you watch, but it's good. No, it's not. If it's All like right. if you turn on cable and it's you land on like fucking like USA or something, you're like, oh, so yeah, no, you know, nah, I'll, I'll, it's like the community yeah. version of like a serious legal drama. You it's guys like watch- what comes on after Jeopardy's over. I come did you guys on watch after Jeopardy's Burn Notice? Over? <laughs> Is it like, did you guys watch Burn Notice back in the day? Is it like that? No, I never watched it. It's kind of like that, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. It's kind of like so, Scrubs, but lawyers. Yeah, no, I, I think I'm going to pass on that. Um, yeah, that's a good call. But, but last time we talked, you hadn't watched it yet, but that episode of Star Trek with fucking uh, Lower Decks. Oh, it was so great. It was dude. so fucking great. So great. Was... Like, he's like, oh, oh, you're Spock. <laughs> he's I like, know. you laughed. <laughs> I know. Like I, I was, I was saying, saying to Joe, off air that it was amazing to see them voice act live, like yeah. Yeah. humans, not as a cartoon. And but and they, they look like they're just characters. like 
the show, you know, and and that, yeah, it was it was great. I it just love so him good. fucking fanboying over everything. Like, oh, everything. <laughs> everything. Oh my god, yep. it's the Enterprise. <laughs> Your Pike. <laughs> and he's like, Spock laughed. I know. <laughs> but you know what that episode did not have, Joe? Bandage. Didn't have any fucking karate. No but it didn't have banyan <laughs> trees either. Well, um, no, it didn't have banyan trees. I'm a there little... were no martial arts anywhere. Yeah, but then you know what does have martial arts? I'm playing the song. Even though this isn't a master's class, we're still fucking doing it because this is the MCU brother in the pork chop express. <laughs> and we're doing it again because we got some more big trouble in little China. We're in San Francisco again. We're going to follow the uh, trials and tribulations of one Sean Shang T. Because that's like change your name from Michael to Michelle or Gina to Gina. Wait a second. I would love it if someone changed their name from Gina to China. <laughs> that would be amazing. I mean, if my name was Gina, I'd probably go by China. Yeah, yeah you would. We know that. But yes, today we are giving a fucking full hand job to what I consider one of the top five Marvel movies of all time. Do you guys consider this in the top five? No. No. No, no. Where would you no. put it? It's still fantastic. I'd put it in the top 10. It's top for 10 sure. for sure. Okay, yeah. fair enough. And um, probably high, like, right. just past five. Solo movies, like where it's not like a fucking team of movie. Where would you put it? Then it would crack top five for me. Oh, let's see, I'm, I'm such a Spider-Man moving, fanboy. Oh, yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, I hate Spider-Man, so it doesn't fucking, that isn't. I love Spider-Man, but they none of them are as good as this to me. Yeah. No, 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 sorry. This movie's That's so okay. fucking good. It this is really good. It's Shang-Chi and the Legend. Of the Ten Rings. Not to get confused with Shang-Chi's Ten Cock Rings, which is a Japanese gonna, porno, and it involves a penis monster. I was just about to say, wait a minute, Joe just said that whole title without making in reference yeah. to Cock Rings. We, we were ready for it. <laughs> and then he didn't disappoint. Yeah, yeah. Eric sent a picture of the perfect tree. That is literally a tree that's just fucking full of cocks. <laughs> Well, you said find me a tree sexier than a banyan tree. So I, you I, did. I found a few, yeah. That's you not did. sexier than a banyan tree. A banyan tree. Like that first banyan tree you sent was, hmm. oh, yeah. Mm. Botanicus. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, we're going to do this movie today. And we're doing this movie not as a fucking one hour masterclass, but as a full fledged fucking movie because I love this movie. This will be a 10-parter, folks. Strap in. And also because of the fact that we just did Big Trouble in Little China last week, which also took place in San Francisco and also had some kung fu and martial arts and some, you know, black Chinese magic in it. Why the fuck not? Exactly. It works. Let's keep it going. Let's keep the fucking thread going. So mm -hmm. the movie starts out with a voiceover. And it's got this cool, like, uh, historical art of fucking um, Wen Wu over the years. Like, you know, just wrecking shit. So... We know this dude is old, like old, old. Like he hasn't found a girl with green eyes yet. He might find How one later. How old is this motherfucker? <laughs> How old is this? I got to say it for once. Yeah, he did. Maybe later in the movie he finds a girl with green eyes and takes his ring off. But yeah. <laughs> also like how he took a ring off it when he met her instead of putting a ring on it. Yes. But anyways, it's uh, it's it. There's a lot of this movie that's actually in uh, Mandarin Chinese, so like it's translated into subtitles on the screen. So I would have pulled a clip here, but it's all in Chinese, so I'm just gonna read it to you. It says, "The legend of the Ten Rings has been told for thousands of years. Every generation, the story grows, but at its center, there is always one man. Some say, that's my Top Gear reference, he found the rings in a crater or stole them from a tomb." They gave him strength of a god and the gift of eternal life. We call him the Stig. Uh, he could have used them for good, but all he wanted was power. His army, he called it the Ten Rings. Over the centuries, they spread into every corner of the world. They moved in the shadows, toppled governments, and of course, changed the course of history. He chased money and power for thousands of years, but he still wanted more. Mm. Strong. It's a great opening. I gotta, I gotta say this up front as a comic book guy. This comic was racist as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Yeah. Yeah. And they they pulled out all the stops to sort of retcon and course correct those things with this movie. From who they chose as a director to the fact that in the comic books, his father 
his character's name is Fu Manchu. I know. I'm not sure oh, if you're. <laughs> you cannot believe. Well, it's I not Wenwu. No, it is no, not one. It is Fu Manchu, and my man is like. Does he have a Fu Manchu? He does. You ever watch like an old racist cartoon, and there's like an Asian character, like the way that they draw them, and yes. yeah, yeah, it's just like a caricature of like this, you know, uh, this Eastern mysticism kind of. It was bad. It was really bad. And let me guess, he actually goes by the Mandarin. Well, no, that's a different character. Oh. In the comic books, the Mandarin is the Mandarin, and he is the one who has the Ten Rings. Ah. So we go to a not necessarily present day, but more in the correct time period of now. And we see Shu Wenwu, played by Tony Leung Chiawai. I hope I said that right. I'm probably going to fuck up names. Just, just I'm going to try, though. You just do your best. Yeah. He's uh, looking at some ancient maps and books, and he decides... He needs to go to Talo. It's a hidden village that has mythical creatures and ancient magic. <clears throat> a place where people practice a martial arts style that was developed by the gods. And he wants to go now. So we see him um, <clears throat> with his guys driving through a forest maze um, that consistently shifts his pathways. And uh, at one point, <clears throat> the truck he's in is forced off a cliff. And he makes a very last second escape using his arm rings to kind of break the door open and shoot him out. He starts wandering back through this bamboo forest until he comes upon an opening. And there he sees a woman who's in a hat and a mask. <coughs> Sorry, I'm coughing a lot tonight, guys. My voice is not doing it right. We come to find out that this woman is the woman that's been narrating so far. And he had come to her home. He asks her where the entrance to Talo is, and she says, you're not welcome. He tries to pull the, do you know who I am? Like, for real? And she just completely is like, I don't give a fuck who you are. It's time to turn around now and go the fuck home, or I will have to hurt you. Um, he, he doesn't buy this, so he lights up his little arm rings and shoots them at her. But she does, like, the cool, like, fucking crouching dragon tiger, like, fucking fly away. Like oh I, yeah, this uh, this scene is all crouching tiger. Yeah, yep. it's a hundred percent, which is fucking awesome. Um, they start having this really cool like battle. Uh, he uses his brute force and his rings, and she uses all kinds of finesse in nature itself. And it's a sexy fight. It really is. You know, they're giving each other these come hither looks in slow know, motion right? as they're twirling about. Yeah, yeah. There's a no, little spark there. No matter what he does, though, she outmaneuvers him. And at one point, she even takes control of the rings from him. And the fight kind of turns into like a dance. Like, it looks like they're fucking, like, making love, like you said. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he's just dumbstruck by her abilities. And she ends up throwing him into a pond and just disappearing. Um, now, before she throws him into the pond, did you notice the tree that she throws him into? Whoa, oh, what yeah. is it? It's a banyan tree. Yeah, man. it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, brother. All right, Let all me right. See that big all right calm down. I thought you would have noticed, man. It jumped right out at me when I was watching this I'm today. I'm glad you said it first, though. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. The voiceover I didn't continues. Notice it because I don't care about that. <laughs> you motherfucker. You motherfucker. I, it was just another tree to me. Don't make me come to Boston and be dressed. <laughs> uh, the voiceover continues. Look, look, you can't offend me about most things. You fuck with banyans, we got a problem. <laughs> Uh, the voiceover continues, and we see uh, um, Wenwu holding a baby, and Lee played by, I don't know if it's Faya or Fala Chen. I'm not sure. Um, Probably one of those, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she says that she thought he would be the last person she'd ever fall for, but I guess love had other plans. Um, next, we see her talking to a young Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi? Is that it? Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Um, she. I think you she. love this movie. You can't even say this man's name. Oh, look, I'm not gonna pretend to know how to pronounce Spanish. Or <laughs> Chinese, oh, Spanish, wow. Chinese, Wow, wowie wooey. Uh, there's more to know about the legend of the Ten Rings, but he'll have to learn that when he's a little older. Um, he ends up asking his dad, you know, if if um if the rings were so powerful, um, well, how did mom beat you? Um, she says, you know, where I'm from. 
we are empowered by the magic of the Great Protector. Um, have you heard of the Heart of Our Dragon? He can do some amazing things. Um, Shang-Chi asks, can you still do those things? And she says, no. I left those powers in Talo with our dragon. But what I got in return is so much better. Um, she pulls out a pendant, places it on his neck and says, you should have this. Whenever you feel lost, this is going to help you find your way home. Can you remember that? And he uh, shakes his head yes and smiles. It's a really touching scene. Mm-hmm. I love the family dynamics of this movie too, because we get a lot of like the insight of like their 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 lives, and how much they love each other. Oh, you getting a little warm and gooey on me, bro. It's kind of sweet. You brought yeah. the banyan. I mean, what can I do? It's true, man. They they um, you know, they talk a lot about representation in movies, and this movie took a racist ass IP and turned it into sort of a beautiful cultural love letter. And, uh, yeah, this is part of that, man. Yeah. I mean, it's an amazing movie. Um, and they had to fucking put a Kurt Russell character into it, but I'll get to that later. <laughs> now it's present day and Sean, not Shang, Sean wakes up to a postcard that has his family dragon, the great protector on it. And it's from an address in Macau. Uh, we see him do some exercising and getting dressed. Then we get a bunch of fucking, like, you know, just cum shop views of San Francisco. And we see this, like, sick fucking red BMW M8 pull up into, like, a uh, a parking spot. And a well-dressed man gets out. And you think it's going to be Sean, but it's not. <laughs> he throws the keys to Sean. And we get our first clip of the night. Hello, sir. Welcome to the I'm driving. No, you're not. Katie. Hey. Hey. Get back here. Give me the key. Please open the door. Oh my God. Get out. You get in. Look, if anything happens to this thing, we're gonna be jobless and in debt for the rest of our lives. Oh, come on, nothing's gonna happen in this car. I'm the Asian Jeff Gordon. I don't know who that is. Most career wins in all of NASCAR history. Please get out of the car. Sean, we've been friends for 10 years. Okay, you know I'm not an idiot. Please, get in. I'm, I'll go slow. I knew Katie was trouble the first day we met in high school. I was gonna pick Don a lot for all the reasons we all get picked on a lot. Plus, I had just moved to the US, so I was struggling with my English, and I was on my way to lunch one day when this guy who was like twice my size yells at me from down the hall, What's up, Gangnam Style? So I yelled back, I'm not Korean, idiot. And I turn the corner and I see this guy drop his backpack. He's getting all up in his face. And right before he's about to throw the first punch, Katie comes out of nowhere, steps right between us, and starts screaming the lyrics to Hotel California. What? <laughs> it's the art of confusion. Works great on stupid people. And that's how we met. And then I pulled him into the parking lot. At which point she revealed that she had also swiped the keys to the guy's Mustang. Yeah, we went on a little joyride around the block. And your wife was in the car, too. That's true, you were. What? I was just in the back seat. That's a part of the That's car. still a part of the car. How have you never told me this story? You know, before she was a lawyer, your girl was pretty wild. Oh, what happened? I grew up. What's that supposed to mean? What's that supposed to mean? That maybe there's a point where you're supposed to stop going on joyrides and start thinking about living up to your potential. Please tell me you're kidding, Sue. Look. We're now living in a world where at any moment half the population can just disappear. Life's too short and too fragile. Katie, you're a valet driver with an honors degree from Berkeley. And Sean can speak like four languages. You've always been the most talented people I know. I just don't get why you're scared to actually use it for something serious. Wow. You sound like my mom. You also dress like her a little bit too. <laughs> Where's this from, Talbots? <laughs> We're not running from adulthood. How is it running to have jobs that you actually like? Yeah, that doesn't even make any sense. Did, like, did, did you think valet parking is easy? No, it's like the most challenging job ever. You need people skills, driving skills. So can you in parallel park? <laughs> well, it's almost midnight. We got the early shift. Should probably be responsible, go to sleep. Yeah, we can be responsible, we can do that. Or... Oh, 
so we get a little dynamic of Sean and his uh, best friend Katie, played by Aquafina, which that's her fucking name, which I fucking love. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Little Aquafina goes a long way, man. Yes. yes. But I love how she's fucking unabashedly fucking her. Um, she is. And you know what? I think I'm only sour on Aquafina because you so kindly, at the request of my kids, provided a copy of the Little Mermaid movie. Oh, nice. Um, and Aquafina does the voice for one of the uh, CGI animals in this movie. Does she? Oh, I didn't know that. And it is the most annoying shit. Have you not watched <laughs> Raya and the Last Dragon? I've never seen it, no. It's a Disney Pixar movie, I think, and she's one of the dragons or something. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. I'm I'm I've had my fill. Although my favorite role from her, I believe, is in the show Future Man. And she's only in like one or two scenes of the entire movie and she works at the video game store and she just gives the guy yes. shit for being a loser. <laughs> yes. She is good in that. Yeah. Um, so I didn't I realize that that was um Stephanie Husu in that scene where they're yes. at dinner. Who played the uh, the daughter slash villain character in uh, Everything Everywhere? Exactly. Oh shit! I didn't realize that either. She's, she's yeah. in the marvelous Mrs. Maisel too. Nice. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. so, so we get introduced that Sean and Katie are both uh, valet drivers, and she steals the car, fucking joy rides it, which is what I would probably do too. To be honest, if I'm being fucking fair. <laughs> um, they meet up with their friends to have their like grown fucking friends dinner, which is funny because they're not a couple, but they act like a couple. <laughs> yeah. In every way, except for the, you know, the actual like couple ways. Um, so it is what it is. Um, and, um, you know, they're, they're talking shit like, Oh, you guys should grow the fuck up. You should be adults. And they're like, bro, driving cars is hard as fuck. Like, you know how hard it is to park fucking cars for a living? I mean, yeah, you got your fucking job and you park your car once. Imagine having to do that all fucking day long. (laughs) It'd be so ridiculous. Um, and they're like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> like, like seriously, what the fuck is wrong with you? And they're like, eh, you know, the world it disappeared. Like, the fucking blip. And look, your chick got in the back of a fucking car once with us. Like, you know, she knows what's up. <laughs> and the dude's like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> but, uh, you know, they like, you know, hey, we could do the responsible thing and go home and go to sleep. Or fucking karaoke. Um, so, Eric... Next time Doug comes to Orlando, we're all hanging out together. Not only, as we discussed in the last episode, are we going to Cowfish, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but after we go to Cowfish, we're going to leave up the upstairs exit of Cowfish and walk about 100 yards to the right and go to Rising Star. Wait, what is Rising Star? <gasps> <laughs> so Rising Star is a karaoke bar. Mm-hmm. However... This isn't your average karaoke bar. You know what makes this karaoke bar so awesome? Mm-hmm. They have a live band that plays behind you as you sing. And it's naked karaoke. I wish. got a strip down. No, but they, they have a band that plays with you. So you basically sing with really? a live band. Oh, that's cool. I so it's karaoke that. with a band. That just invites more fuck-ups when you're singing. I mean, but it sounds like so much fun, doesn't it? No, it, it sounds does. it sounds it like does. a blast. I would do that. I always wonder if they'll let me grab a guitar and play with him. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the next morning, and Sean goes to Katie's house, and we find out that Katie's family owns a uh, shop. Her brother and Grandma Waipo are there also, uh, and Grandma makes Sean move because he's sitting in Wygon's seat, which I'm assuming was Grandpa. Yeah. Uh, she left out cigarettes and Funyuns for him to take back to the afterlife. In. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Sean asks, like, cigarettes and funions, really? She goes, well, last year I left a bottle of whiskey on his grave, and the next morning it was gone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, fucking logic makes perfect sense. Um, All I got to say about that is that if it was in Chicago, Frank Gallagher from Shameless would be the one who stole the fucking whiskey. That's too fucking funny. (laughs) Uh, So, so, uh, you know, Katie and her mom start to argue about like you're fucking American and she's like I'm not American you're American and like um, the mom thinks Katie needs to apply herself more she's like look, look you're smart you're fucking doing this you need to go fucking to school you need to get a real job um, and then as they leave because Katie's kind of fucking irritated with the whole thing uh, Waipo asks Sean like when they're going to get married and Sean's like we're just friends chill 
chill, Grandma. <laughs> this isn't fucking the 1950s. <laughs> um, next, we see Katie and Sean on a bus, and she's talking shit about a girl writing a research paper. She's like, that's the girl my mom wishes came out of her vagina. <laughs> I know. The girl was like, a great line. fuck. And he's like, I'm sorry, my friend's a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, as they're having this conversation, a uh, goon-type man walks up and stares down Sean and starts looking at the pendant and tells him to give it to him and no one will get hurt. Uh, while that's happening, two other goons grab Sean and the first goon pushes Katie, at which point Sean loses it. He's like, oh, you fucked with my friend? All right, we're fucking on now. And he does this, like, Kamehameha one-punch to this guy's fucking chest, and he goes flying <laughs> to the front of the bus, at which point a nice, like, uh, bus fight ensues. Um, I love the guy, Clev, on the bus. He's like, yo, this is your boy, Clev. I'm going to fucking live stream this shit <laughs> and break it down for you as it's happening. Dude, I love that actor. Yes. I, uh, oh, man. Um, he's in so many things, too. I can't think of his name, but he's he's been everywhere lately, yeah. and he's in that show. Severance. Severance, yeah. His name's uh, Zach Cherry. Yeah. Zach Cherry. Yeah, Dude, he's, he, he's one of the dudes in Severance, one of the one of the employees in Severance. Yeah, he's not to spoil hilarious. anything in Severance, but when he had his big moment in that in that yes. first season, dude, I fucking got up and cheered, man. I like, know that was. I know. Oh. Me too. Uh, he's Me also too. in Succession. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's is he? Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of what's the show. I fucking. He oh, he's be, all, I, he's also been in Last Week Tonight uh, with John Oliver. He's in that. Yeah, he does a lot of stuff there. Was he in Silicon Valley? I, that's what I'm thinking. I'm looking up his eye. I think he might have been in Silicon Valley. Oh, he was in too. Living With Yourself, the one with uh, fucking uh, oh, with oh Paul yeah, Rudd. yeah, Paul yeah. Rudd. Um, yeah, uh, he's been he's in a one lot of those of dudes that's been in everything. Oh, Spider-Man: yeah. Homecoming. He was in that. Yeah, uh, I remember seeing that. Uh, anything else he's in that I recognize here off the top of my head? No. Um, but yeah, no, dude, has been. He's like he's like a, that guy. Yes, definitely. Uh, but he's super fucking funny. I love. He's like. He's like, oh, yeah, I would drive a bus, but last time I did, like... Um, so, as, as the fight's going on, the guy's live-streaming it. Uh, Sean makes short work of these goons. And Katie's like, who are you? <laughs> um, at which point we see this large white guy get it from the back of the bus. And then he fucking throws his arm down and a sword comes out of it. And he starts to fight Sean and cuts through literally everything in the fucking bus with his, like, fucking, like, fire sword. Um... The bus driver uh, ends up hitting something and passes out, and the bus is now... It's a double bus, by the way, fucking, like, uh, with a little fucking accordion center. Um, it's wildly coasting down the hills in San Francisco. Maybe this is what happened to Egg Fu in the last episode. He had some fucking people fighting <laughs> in his bus. Um, yeah. Katie then takes control of the bus, and uh, sword arm guy starts to, like, fucking cut the bus divider in half. Um, Sean does. Hey, oh yeah. You, you got to use his real name. Not yet. I don't know his real name yet. Oh, okay. Okay. Like at this point, I don't know who he is. I can't fucking like say who he is. I don't know who he is. I see. But not only I will I name him later, I will also tell you that while they were driving his vehicle, his fucking playlist comes up on it. <laughs> his, <laughs> his razor fist playlist comes up yes, on the screen yes. in the vehicle. Did you see it too? I did. I did. <laughs> okay. I'm so impressed that that character <laughs> of all the things that they've transferred over to the MCU from the comic books, like this stupid fucking character, the fact that he exists in this movie, it brings a big smile. to Oh, me. so he's really from the, the comics. I mean, yeah, it's a deep cut. Was he a random ass white dude? There were, there were three versions of this character. There were three razor fists. One of them died. And then the next two, they were like brothers. And then one of the brothers died. So it's like a, you know, it's they sort of passed. Look, the, he is the Kurt Russell fucking pork chop fucking uh, Jack Burton <laughs> of this movie. He doesn't yes. belong. No, no. One of these things is not like him. Correct. And there's no reason for like, why? Like, why no, was he even yeah. here? Why couldn't they have like another Asian dude play this role? Like, why did it have to be a white dude? Like, that pisses me off. Well, preach, man. We will get there when it gets to that point. I was saving that argument for later. If there's not really an argument, it's just kind of a fucking... Uh, statistically truth that's bullshit but anyway sean does some epic running away and um decides everybody needs to get to the front of the bus and he's going to give katie a signal and when he does she needs to make a hard right uh sean does get everyone to the front of the bus and right as he does he fucking uh 
chest kicks fucking uh, Razor Fist into the back of the bus as he flies into the front. Katie makes a hard ass right when he pulls the fucking like the little ding bus stop fucking. Yep. <laughs> and uh, the bus uh, breaks off when it crashes into a barrier. Um, and then Katie now trying to stop the bus because of course this is San Francisco, which is nothing but hills. Decides to wreck a bunch of cars, including a fucking silver three hundred at the very end. Oh which yeah, I'm the like, last car. Like when I saw that when I saw this movie in theaters, I went, I just almost out loud said, "That's Joe's car." Yeah, <laughs> except that was a three hundred C. I have a three hundred S, so there's a little okay. bit of a difference. <laughs> um, however, once they uh, do come to a stop, Sean notices. Oh fuck, my pendant's gone. He looks by and fucking razor fists there holding that bitch up as he gets in the car and takes off. Um, we get to Sean's apartment and he's packing up shit real quick trying to like get ready to leave for Macau and Katie's just sitting there with like understandably a hundred fucking questions <laughs> he's like who are you what the fuck's going on where's Sean like what the hell um, he's like I gotta go stay with my sister and she's like you have a sister <laughs> um, uh, Katie's like look look you need to explain to me like uh, I was cool with a lot of shit but this dude with a fucking sword that came out of his arm I think you owe me an explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean shows the postcard that has his family's great protector dragon on it and uh, says that those guys were sent by his dad and he needs to go protect his sister. He has to go right now. And she's like, well, fuck it. You're not going alone. And then we get our uh, next clip of the night here. After my mom died, my dad started my training. From sunup to sundown, I was taught every possible way to kill a man. vegetarian too now we only have beef beef because that's all you have right okay you'll have the beef yes and and the beef two beefs did you go through with it i knew that i couldn't go back to him so i just Shang. 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 
Yeah. You change your name from Sean to Sean? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I wonder yeah. how. I wonder how your father found okay, you. I was 15 years old. All right. What is what is your name change logic? You going into hiding okay. and your name is Michael? You want to change it to Michael? <laughs> that's that's not what happened. It's, you, it's like, hi, my name is Gina. I'm going to go into hiding. My new name is Gina. <laughs> She has a point. <laughs> I love it. She's her her comedic timing is fucking on point. It is so great. Um, She's very good at that. So we get a little bit of Shang's backstory of uh, you know how his dad trained him to be a killer, and he sent him off on this mission to kill somebody, and he decided not to, um, and changed his name and went to hiding. But he changed his name from Sean to Shang to Shang. It's a very similar story to my own. Yeah, your name was originally was Duke, and now it's Doug. Exactly. Um, so we have to talk about how good the fucking fighting in this movie is. It really oh, is so man. good. Top notch. Top and as notch. far as the MCU goes, there's really only one competitor to to this movie in in that it's like a kung fu centric superhero story. And that's uh, the TV series Iron Fist. Oh, yes. yeah. And uh, that was bad. Like That was the, stinky bad. I'm not going to lie. I liked Iron Fist. I know. I, I we've talked about it before. I know you like it, but you have to admit, like, for the main the point of the main character is he can fight really well. This movie delivers on that. Like my yes. man yeah, can yeah. fight oh, really yeah. well. Right, Iron look, Fist. Uh, if you were to rank the Defender series, like the mm-hmm. not necessarily the seasons, but the actual series, which ones were your fa- like what's your ranking on them? Ah season Jessica one, Jones Daredevil. first. Really? What'd you say, Jessica, Jessica Jones? Jones Jessica me. Jones is my last. Oh, See, I like Jessica of, Jones. First season of Jessica Jones is great. Well, not necessarily seasons, but overall. Yeah, because Tenet was in it. Tenet's All right, no. So overall, then you're right, Eric. It's Daredevil. I think Daredevil, Luke Cage, season one, I loved. Luke yeah. Cage is loved. my favorite of them all. Yeah. Um, Jessica Jones, especially season one, was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um <sighs> Iron Fist was not my favorite, man. I like no. the Punisher. The See, Punisher I'm Luke, I'm Luke Cage, Fist. then Punisher, then Iron Fist, then Daredevil, then Jessica Jones. Wow, Daredevil's so low on the list, man. Because I prefer Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Punisher ahead of him. It's controversial. Yeah. Controversial. But, but I respect it. Well, hey, I've been telling you to watch the show The Bear. Yeah. So, Evan Moss Bacharach. Eben Moss Bacharach from Punisher, his sidekick, is one of the main characters in the bear. Like, oh, shit, great. okay. So fucking great. Oh. Where, where is it? This is my uh, Luke Cage hoodie with the yellow and the fucking uh, oh, car heart. Go. Yep. I got that so, just for Luke Cage. The bullet holes in it? It should. Yeah, right. Make a screen accurate. Well, it's Florida. You can do it without any repercussions. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like, you just got to pay an arm and a leg for your homeowner's insurance. Literally just go outside <laughs> and it'll be okay. Um, so I also like how, like, the lady's like, beef or chicken? Beef or vegetarian? Like, vegetarian's like, all we have is beef. Well, I guess yeah. beef since all you beef have is beef. Beef, yeah. This is perfect because it breaks up the story at the exact time. Um, next, we get a sightseeing tour of Macau, which is a cool city. I'm not gonna lie, Macau really is a cool fucking city. I would like to go there if it weren't China. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But the fact that it's in China makes me say, no, I don't want to go there. Yeah, I I understand that. I really want to go to Japan. It does look like a cool place to hang out. Japan's like my uh fucking if I bucket list destination. I yes. want to go to Japan. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um. So Shang and Katie pull up to a building. It's under construction, and they're going up an elevator. And uh, Shang ends up signing a form that a guy hands him in the elevator. He uh, tries to tell the guy in the elevator he's looking for his sister, Shu Shilling, and the guy ignores him. Uh, the door opens up to a really colorful guy who calls Shang Busboy. <laughs> oh, it's Busboy! Yeah. And uh, when Katie says she doesn't speak Chinese, he says, oh, it's okay, I speak ABC too. <laughs> I know, that. that's a great line. He's played by Ronnie Chang, who's yeah. a great comedian. He's good. He's, he's a really funny dude. Um, he introduces himself as John John. Uh, he welcomes them to the Golden Daggers Club. It's basically like a dark stream, li- a dark web live stream version of Fight Club. Yes, with um, superpowers. Yeah, um, I like the fucking uh, giant fucking sumo wrestler who slams a guy into the wall behind him. I know. Uh, and there's another one 
another of those small rooms has a widow fighting a guy with the powers from Iron Man 3. Oh, that's dope. Like the yeah. uh, Adrian Kilrich? Yep, yep. With the, the guy, yeah, the, the guy had those powers and it was a widow, one of the Black Widows fighting him. That's fucking cool. I didn't nice. notice that one. Yep. Um, yeah. But Shang, he's a viral star. He doesn't have to fight in those little fucking fights. He's going to fight in the center ring without having to work his way up. Um, he asked about Shu again and John John says, I've never heard of her, but he's up next to fight. Um, he's not going to a little fight. Uh, in the ring, we see the abomination fucking fighting <laughs> Wong, which is great. Uh, Wong gets punched really hard and decides to create a glory portal so that abomination can punch himself and not knock himself out. Um, Shang says, I'm not here to fight. And John John says, yeah, you signed a contract. And the bets are already piling in. And I like how fucking, uh, uh, Katie's like, what's the, what's the money like? And he's like, oh, it's good. It's good money. Uh, Sean just has to fight one guy and he'll get paid and then they'll help him find Shu. So, uh, we see Wong and abomination go like leave through a glory portal. After Wong's like, I told you to pull your punches. And he's like, fuck you. Hey, this pays off in a big, bad way in She-Hulk. It does. Oh, uh, yes. It's so great. <laughs> Might be the best part of the show. <laughs> I agree, yeah. Uh, Shang, I didn't dislike it, but, you know. Uh, Shang walks in the ring, and he is ready to fight. Um, and his opponent is Macau's own fearsome shoe shelling. And I'm like, oh, it's his sister he's been looking for. <laughs> it's Shang's fucking sister. Ah. <laughs> uh. So uh, she still has her pendant on, though. So she hasn't been approached yet. Uh, she ex- attacks Shang as he tries to talk to her, but she isn't fucking listening. She just wants to wreck him for being an asshole. He tells her, Dad is coming, and she shouldn't have come back. Um, but she she decides to just, you know, fucking walk away for a second and has this flashback. She's remembering her mother, and uh, Shang's about to leave for his... Uh, you know, assassination. Um, she says, Hey, don't leave. And he's like, don't worry. I'll be back in three days. Um, and as she says that we flash back to present day and he, uh, turns around to look at her and she just fucking cold kicks cold, like fucking knocks him out right to the face. Um, at which point he's on the ground looking up at the glass floor and he sees Katie below fucking smiling, drinking a drink. Uh, and then uh, they go to Shu's office and Shang asks if she runs the place and she's like, do I run this place? I fucking own this place. <laughs> and we get our next clip. Where did you get all that money? Did you bet against me? No. Hi, Xiaoling. I'm Katie. You're like such a badass. Everything that you do is like so cool. That was really cool. I like your pants. Thank you. Thanks. What do you want? The Ten Rings ambushed us in San Francisco. I saw the video. They took my pendant. They're gonna come for years next. I don't know what he wants of them. We both know it can't be good. You know what he said to me when he left? I'll be back in three days. And after three days, I went to our mom's shrine and waited. Three days turning to a week, a week turned to a month, and a month turned to six years. That's how long it took me to realize I didn't need him anymore. I built this place on my own. I didn't need you then, and I don't need you now. Then why would you send me the postcard? What postcard? I didn't send you this. So um, we get a scene where, uh, you know, they're in her office talking to her. 
her trying to figure out like what's going on. She owns the place. She's doing good. She's like, look, you left me. I was on my own. Dad wouldn't fucking give me fucking any credit because I'm a girl, so I fucking did this shit on my own. And I'm successful now, and you can suck my dick. And Sean was Paraphrasing, like, paraphrasing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. But, I mean, that was the gist of it. The sure, jism. Yeah. The jism of it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and in, one, in, in a 1 in 14 million scenario, uh, exactly this is the time when they get attacked, even though they didn't know that this was the day he was coming or anything. But, you know... Perfect timing. Uh, the fucking uh, ninjas start to swarm the place, and uh, she escapes through a back of ele- elevator with John John, who she flips him off. And, uh, sh- you know, Shang and uh, Katie are fucking left to figure out what to do. He grabs this cool, like, fucking Donnie Darko rabbit head and throws it through the glass. And, uh, you know, they go out on some scaffolding on the side of the building, and he's like, Look, look, Katie, I know you're not fucking good at much of anything except driving cars, but I need you to get to that elevator over there and get downstairs. And she's like, no! And he's like, you gotta do it. You gotta, you, you gotta do it. Um, and just as they're doing that, uh, you know, fucking uh, crazy fucking lightning ninjas pop out of the windows, start attacking them, and they're fighting on the side of this building. It's a pretty fucking epic fight scene. I'm not gonna lie. It looks pretty yeah. fucking cool. It's cool. It's definitely cool. Yeah. Uh, one of the guys attacks Katie, who immediately starts singing Hotel California in his face, <laughs> <laughs> which is a great callback. That's um, when when the callbacks really pay off, man. Like, and I and I I, I, I was talking shit about Aquafina. She does a great job in this movie. I really, it's a standout moment where he does throw that uh, rabbit head through the window and starts to you know figure out how to get in the scaffolding. And he's like, "Come on, come on, come on!" And she's looking like, "What the fuck is it that you expect <laughs> me to do right now?" Yeah, she's like a- that's. She she's perfect for that in this. She's movie. like, look, look, Wong. I know, like you've nothing or doubled me, but I didn't realize you had ninja skills. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> nothing or double. What a reference. Yeah, it's not like we just I did can, that movie last week, and it's fresh. I right slice this bottle with this knife. Yeah. So uh, so so just as she does that, the guy fucking finally <clears> like realizes, you know, we're not welcoming to the Hotel California and attacks her. She hits a piece of bamboo. And is hanging over the street, and the bamboo starts to snap, of course. And uh, just in time, Sean gets there to catch her. Uh, but he ends up dropping her again as the soldier shocks him. And she's falling, and he's like, no! Wilhelm screaming. And uh, who saves her? But Shu. Shu saves her. Um, pulls her back into the scaffolding. And next thing we know, Shu's up with Sean. They're fighting together, kicking ass together, brother and sister. Here we go again. Um, and Shang says, you left us for dead. And she was like, well, now you know how that feels. Um, an explosion ends up knocking them down. And this weird kabuki warrior who's like fucking picked on Shang his whole life steals the pendant. And we get this wild chase that ensues. Sean uh, ends up tackling the warrior as it's about to jump into a helicopter. And they have this massive fucking fight. Uh, they're pretty evenly matched, however. And uh, Sean starts to remember his childhood torture by this masked kabuki fucking warrior. And he's about to pull the mask off and like Scooby-Doo him. And like, you know, I would have got away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. But all of a sudden, his dad comes in and stops him. And he's like, you know, it's time to go home. And they they get on the helicopter and they start heading towards the Ten Rings. And that's where we're going to take our first break of the night, guys. Real quick, before we go, uh, Eric is... So that Kabuki dude is Death Dealer. Is he in the comics? I want to say he is, but I'm fuzzy on it. I'm going to have to do a little research on the break. Yeah, just curious. All right. Now we can do our break. (laughs) All right, guys. See you in the next part. Hey, guys. We've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh, yeah. You know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I called it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> Are you, though? Listen, guys, we, we need your help. Uh, to help keep the lights on, as they say, uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch uh depending on the tier that you sign up for oh we got all the tiers oh yeah you can either be a friend of the show a friend with benefits we just we could start to get serious or you could just put a ring on it already yeah 
And if you uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know, we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but not safe for anything right. picks. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, guys, check out uh, patreon.com slash MOTCU. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tiers started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that, on that number one tier. And all with right. that... You even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout-out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then, enjoy this week's movie.